is a quarter hour podcast. I've got a recording already done. This is Omar WJ speaking. Sorry to say the same thing twice. It's, uh, oh, this is a quarter hour podcast. It's 5.19 p.m. Arabian Standard Time. Omar WJ speaking. It's supposed to be 17 degrees tomorrow. So that's, um, bikini weather for the Canadians. Partly cloudy. Um, I found an article on Politico by this woman named Anastasia um, Carrier, which is about a QAnon widow. Um, the QAnon casualties sub- subreddit came to life on July 4th, 2019, when users Squawkmobile S-Q-W-A-K-O-M-O-D-I-L-E Squawkmobile shared a story about their mother being consumed by QAnon. The ignorance, bigotry, and refusal to question the plan have only gotten worse over time. Squawkmobile wrote, the user barely talked to their mother anymore but felt guilty about it. It only seems to me, it only seems to make me feel terrible and feeling like it's my responsibility to lead her back to reality. Having a loved one in, involved in QAnon is an exhausting, sad, scary, demoralizing experience. Okay, well, you know, that's how it is for anybody that's in a cult. Um, um, let's see. So this, um, got started in 2017. There's a little, little spiel here about it. I want to read to you. Um, like I said, this is about a QAnon widow. Um, it's pretty sad. Um. Let's see. The QAnon casualties group started in 2019. It has 133,000 followers in February 2021. Um, And 30% of Republicans have favorable views about the conspiracy theory, according to a January poll by YouGov. Y-O-U-G-O-V. So does the forum's reach. Okay. Um... I don't remember in in my life people getting so cuckoo about anything. There was a show called The X Files, and uh, one of the th- one of the things was uh, the truth is out there, and that was supposed to be about UFOs. And people have had to share with me their feelings about UFOs before. Um, this professor named Zuckerman. Ethan Zuckerman said, uh, imagine a prophecy where the prophet gets everything wrong and somehow it ends up being even more powerful. Um, this QAnon is worldwide now. Oh, and it's been pushed out the storm. Was supposed to have been on January 20th when martial law takes over and uh, in the USA and there's a, a nationwide blackout. Um, um, and, um, um, but like I said, that got pushed out to March 6th. Um, and QAnon is anything that they want to put on there. Richard, 77, doesn't remember when or exactly how he found, how he found his way to r slash QAnon casualties. He was worried about his brother, Mark, 73, and wanted to know if other people were going through the same thing as he was. Okay, this is not his real mom. His real name. His mind is completely closed, he said. The brothers have always agreed 
disagreed on politics, but in recent months, their every exchange had, they had turned into a vicious fight. Live on planet Earth, and you live on planet Q. Richard emailed Mark in October. I don't know if we can ever have a civil or intelligent conversation again. You've treated me as a stupid little brother all your life, and I looked up to you as a mentor. Mark wrote in one of his emails. In another, he wrote, "You have joined the sheep." Um. Okay. The way Richard describes his brother, Mark fits the profile of what psychologists call an injustice collector. Personality type considered likely to fall for conspiratorial thinking. Injustice collectors are overly confident, impulsive, and eager to expose that. Naivete of the people around them. Mark, Richard told me, always, ne- always needed to have some piece of information, a secret that he could use to prove that he knew more than his older brother. Richard was considered the smart one in the family. He had good grades and loved books. Mark, on the other hand, hated reading and struggled at school due to undiagnosed dyslexia. For a while, he wrote his name backward. Earned him the name of I am K R A M for the way he wrote. I'm Mark.、Um, Richard never gave much thought to his brother's desire to prove himself smarter, but he knew that Mark loves secrets. In the early zeros, they both joined a、um, Masonic lodge. Richard found it overwhelming, but while Mark stayed for years and climbed the ladder by memorizing the required information. Still, Richard was surprised when last year Mark handed him handed him QAnon, an invitation to read Awakening, a book that briefly became second on the Amazon bestseller list in 2019. Okay, yeah. Um, I um recorded about this um another guy um whose son died in a school shooting and um um. And then I just saw this by chance, and I thought it would be kind of a nice lead-in to the other thing.、Um, okay, man wears a makeshift Q mask during a rally outside the Massachusetts State House in Boston, May fourth, twenty twenty. Okay, and this guy's wearing a paper plate with、uh, two squares cut out of it, and says Q. Covid nineteen eighty four question authority、um, and then his hat has the Joker on it and hoax something hoax begins and then there's the Joker new Joker I think it's the new Joker no、uh, it looks like the old Joker、um, the, the Joker the Joker who was、uh, played by the Australian that passed away、um, uh, let's see so、uh, so the story was about Emily.、Um, Not her real name,、um, and she was on R slash Q and on casualties since October. Oh, she stopped posting there after October.、Uh, she reads the forum, and she hopes that、um, her husband will quit Q and on.、Um, they go to couples therapy, but it hasn't helped much. So she finds solace where she can, like in the knowledge that some of their friends and family members finds his beliefs as crazy as she does. But she also knows her li- limits and has an exit plan in case things deteriorate 
Further, I'm a smart enough person to know that it can't continue to go on like this. Oh, okay. Um, it's sad to hear. The headline reads, This crap means more to him than my life. When QAnon invades um, American homes. Um, I also wanted to say, I in um, my last podcast, I said things wrong. I said... Uh, Okay, the, I thought that uh, hackers came out of Central Europe. And I had seen this TED Talk, and um, it's pretty, it's like 10 years old. So I know that, you know, hackers are do things secretly. But uh, he said that um, hackers were um, forced by criminals to become hackers. Um and like I said, I had heard that they came out of Central Central Europe. And um, I was really surprised to see that thing about the North Koreans. But um, I've also heard that, um, you know, the programmers in China are stepping up. And um, um, I know that this Taiwanese that was working in Beijing, I mean, this is... Um, let's see, um, 18 years ago, so that's really like an eon when it comes to, uh, high tech. Um, um, but, um, um, I still, outside of Jack Ma offhand, I really don't know any, um, successful... Chinese. I mean, although the Chinese are doing really well, um, you know, they've, they're making everything like an EU. All your Christmas decorations come out of there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and what's the other thing? Oh, I, it, I mean, I, I was asleep at the switch, mouth engaged, and, um, when I spoke about the, uh, um, situation in Texas. Um, I didn't know that there was enough water in the gas that um, the natural gas that they pumped to uh, freeze up controls to to, to um, freeze in the controls. Um, let's see. And I think uh, I think I've said all my wrong things now. Now I'm gonna. Uh, talk about this other guy. Let me bring up this. Okay. Sorry that this is not faster. Academy Award winner Francis McDormand plays Fern, a 61-year-old van-dwelling modern-day nomad who embarks on a journey through the vast landscape of the American West. Now nominated for four Golden Globe Awards, Best Director, Best Actress, Screenplay, and Best Picture of the Year. In theaters across the U.S. and streaming on Hulu, February 19th. He wants to explain to people what his life is like these days, but he sometimes tells this story. On election night in 2016, he says, he went to a bar, got a seat near a TV, ordered a beer, started making small talk. And I turned to the guy to my right and I uh, said, did you vote? And from there, he went into a long explanation about just some shadow government ideas and, and whether voting makes a difference and um, probably 10 minutes into it he was talking about mass shootings and then 
anybody this particular story about Sandy Hook. He thought the whole shooting was fake. It had to be fake, he said, because one of those first graders also showed up as a victim in a second mass shooting all the way over in Pakistan. In the corners of the internet where people trade the Sandy Hook conspiracy stories, this is a key piece of evidence that Sandy Hook was not real. Of course, it was real. And what happened in Pakistan was, in reality, about two years after Sandy Hook, the Taliban gunned down more than 100 kids there. And uh, there was a public vigil, and at the public vigil, probably as a sign of solidarity with other kids who had died in school shootings, mourners had this photo of a boy from Sandy Hook smiling and wearing a Spider-Man shirt under a corduroy jacket with a furry collar. Sandy Hook deniers saw that in the coverage, and they pounced. Did he die twice? Did he die at all? So the guy at the bar with Lenny is rattling through all this Pakistan stuff, and then, as Lenny explained to one of my co-workers, Mickey Meek, the guy mentions the kid's name, Noah Posner. I didn't really need to hear much more than that. just needed to shut him down, basically. So what did you do? I took out my driver's license. I said, look who you're talking to. You know, show some respect. Boy in the photo was Lenny's son, Noah. It was six when he died. Is he connected or? Well, he, sure, he connected it instantly, yeah. And um, he just became more agitated, very angered, went outside, maybe had a cigarette, came back, yelled at me some more. Oh my God, how much did they pay you? How can you do this? He was committed to his belief. I was the villain. People like this man at the bar have pretty much redefined everything about the way Lenny lives his life, where he lives, how he lives. He runs into these hoaxers in person and pretty much every day online. They think the government has paid him millions, played the part of a grieving dad. In their minds, Lenny is the sick one, who was never even his kid. And the person who has popularized these theories more than anybody is Alex Jones, who runs the website InfoWars, and who push theories with his radio show and his YouTube videos. Alex Jones made his name right after 9-11, promoting the idea that 9-11 was an attack orchestrated by our own government. With Sandy Hook, Jones said many times that he did not believe the shooting was real. Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. I couldn't believe it at first. I knew they had actors there, clearly, but I thought they killed some real kids. And it just shows how bold they are that they clearly used actors. He's claimed that the government or some shadowy global forces, the ones who hired these actors, he and the other hoaxers call them crisis actors. This whole alternate world that exists right next to the real one that makes life miserable for parents like Lenny. But unlike most parents in that situation, Lenny decided to go all action hero on the hoaxers and on Alex Jones. Action hero, I will do what needs to get done to defend my family. Damn the consequences. Lenny is resourceful, he is dogged, he does not give up, and he's effective. Right now, so many people believe in these alternate worlds and conspiracy theories about, you know, the presidential election being stolen, or the whole Q idea about pedophile rings at the top levels of government. And so we're rerunning this episode that we first ran in 2019. So, uh, I know that that's old news. Excuse me. Uh, was the attack on the U.S. Capitol an attempted coup? Let's see. This time, the charge was for inciting the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Many have argued that Trump's efforts amounted to a coup. We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania. And 
We're going to the Capitol. Because this came after months of efforts by the president and his allies to overturn the election. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. What was once unthinkable is now a sincere call. So, uh, the 45th president of the United States there had called up the um, people in Georgia and said said that because if he got those votes then he would have won the state by one vote um, so this now it's uh, 5.45 p.m. Arabian Standard Time um, this is uh, Omar WJ speaking and that's another quarter hour podcast hope you find it entertaining sorry to go two minutes over <laughs>